0: This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. I'm going to tell you guys about my friends The Adventure Begins Comics, Games and More. Located right there on 1488 in Conroe. Right now they're not open, but the Facebook page is active. They're still working every day to keep to keep their inventory going. They're building a website. They they're working on some events behind the scenes that they can hopefully still put together, even maybe some some internet-based things that they're working on. Uh, but they want to stay connected with the community, they want to stay connected with you guys, and they want to keep serving the community in any way they can during these trying times. So reach out to facebook.com backslash uh, – I believe it's The Adventure Begins. If not, just check the search bar, The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. We often link to them so you can see them on our page. Just reach out, and if you can support them at all, go ahead and do so uh, as everybody kind of goes through this great pandemic opportunity. Uh, thanks and be safe, guys.
1: This is Rudy Tomjanovich,
0: and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Hello, Conroe, and welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Coming at you from 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check it out on facebook.com backslash nerdsugradio. And we're just hanging out here on this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Friday. Yeah. Uh, this is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Oh, hello. And we are just doing the coronavirus quarantine thing. This uh, special double remote episode brought to you by Anchor. Just uh, hanging out here on this wonderful Friday afternoon.
1: I know, right? It almost doesn't feel like Friday. It's kind of a weird thing, right? Like, every day feels a little Friday-ish. Yeah.
0: I don't know. (laughs) It's kind of hard to maintain any sort of normalcy, I guess, right now. It just feels very... I don't know. odd. odd. That's a good word. Odd. Um, yeah, so not a lot going on in the pop culture world. There's just kind of some weird things we can kind of talk about today. Um, we haven't really touched on this yet, just because I've been waiting for, I don't know, something to change, but I don't think it's going to. Um, so WWE has been, they've essentially canceled touring and right now everybody's just in florida and they're and they're all at the performance center and they're doing the shows raw and smackdown and i guess the nxt show as well and they're doing the shows without any kind of travel they're just they're just there they're just there and then also no fans which is like half of wrestling honestly what I'm kind of figuring out is they are wrestling. Like, the fans are what makes wrestling, like, interesting.
1: I think, like, uh, yeah, because it's, it's a reaction to the storytelling that's unfolding. And if that's what, even as a TV viewer you get, then it's, it's weird when it's, like, it's the only thing that's happening. You don't know how other people feel about it. You know, there's a little bit of that mob mentality to it.
0: Yeah, um, I remember more than one person has told me that when they go to see wrestling, it's fun, but it's a it's a different experience because you're used to watching it on TV, where the announcers kind of telling you what's going on. Um, it's almost like the perfect way to have the product is you at home watching it, but with an audience there with the announcers. Because there's no, yeah, something... there's no, like, mom mentality is probably the right word. Like, you connect with the crowd as something happens, and there's
1: none of that. Right, and you don't get any of it. So now you just get announcer and wrestling. Right, exactly. So all of a sudden, there's no, like. There's only one experience in wrestling right now, and it's at home with this. With the announcers, but no crowd. And
0: and so while the announcers can sell it to some extent, there's kind of... It's never been... (laughs) It's a weird thing to watch
1: wrestling and hear an echo. Yeah, because we're in these halls that usually are filled to the brim with people.
0: And so, like, the idea of... I mean, you can really kind of hear a pin drop. Like, the announcers have to work to fill the, the, the noise. And it's, like, wrestling, they still, they're still doing uh, intros. It's like the music still hits, and a guy walks out.
1: Right, yeah. Music still hits, guy walks out. He's still looking to the crowd like everyone's there. It's just, (laughs) like, big rehearsals.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's, I don't know, it's just a weird... Uh, first of all, it's gotta it, it, they had to have lost a just f ton of money, right, like oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely there's no way wrestling hasn't taken a massive financial hit to be <laughs> i mean, I don't even know the word like first of all, to come off yeah. the road to stop touring, I mean, you've got to be talking about t shirt between. Between merchandise sales and uh, ticket sales. Yeah. And and, and if they get a cut of the food and drink, which I'm sure they do. uh, I mean, you got to be talking a couple million bucks. Yeah. And just to stop like,
1: all right, we're done. We can't really do this anymore.
0: Okay. So let's think about this. All Elite... Does about 20 to 30,000 in ticket sales. They play the smaller arenas. Right. WWE, WWE does about probably between 45 and 60,000 on a normal night. Like, Okay, it's Raw in Houston. We're at the. We're at, I think they, if I remember correctly, last time they came here, they played. Um, Is it NRG? I'm trying to think if they played NRG or not. They had to have. Because if they played Toyota Center, Toyota Center only holds like 30. So Nah, it's got kind of, they had to have played NRG. Um we'll look that up during the break. But if they played NRG, I doubt they filled NRG, but they probably did between forty and sixty thousand tickets. I mean, just that. Okay, let's say it's twenty bucks ahead. You're talking about 800 to 1.2. Yeah. Just in ticket sales. Not including anything else. Not including all the shirts and everything else.
1: Um, I... And all the specialty tickets if you want to take out some of those. Yeah. <laughs>
0: hopefully, Hopefully, coronavirus is like the death of the specialty ticket.
1: Yeah, like, are you really going to pay, like, 20 extra dollars to meet this guy that played to an open stadium? I don't know. It... I think it's funny how, like, how aggressively everyone's kind of turned on celebrities. Well, listen,
0: um, for the first time, people realize how massively unfairly better their lives are.
1: Yeah, it's always funny to hear, like, the articles that are like, oh, so-and-so is sad because they can't leave their house it's like yeah none of us can leave our house also we have to not we don't know when our men's paycheck is coming right. or how we're going to pay for our home and they have millions of dollars right like so can they be a little less whiny
0: and comfortable about the whole situation
1: right they're like ah oh, make sure you stay home and they live in like a complex <laughs> i did hear one that was like you could probably have someone live there and never know never know um
0: that's a real thing that happens in big cities first of all uh if you want to be uncomfortable and never sleep again like places like the city of new york there'll be news stories where there'll be like a a little bit of a, a fight going on between boyfriend and girlfriend like, oh, who's getting in the fridge and eating those things that we like that neither one of us say we're eating? You know, like, uh, let's let's make it a hypothetical. Um, there's Oreos. You know that you haven't opened them yet. You put them in the fridge and in the morning when you wake up, not only is it open, but like a good amount of them are gone. And you're like, hey, did you eat my Oreos? And the girlfriend's like, no. Soon way, the couple goes back and forth a little bit about it. Finally, one of them will get up the nerve to set up a camera like a webcam to catch the other one and instead they discover there's a third person hiding in the apartment
1: yeah terrifying Uh, never sleep again
0: there's one literally where this it's like a she looks she looks like like an old lady version of the chupacabra okay just like this crazy kind of animalistic looking woman Uh, And she is in a New York City apartment and she like it's like 2.30 in the morning and she comes creeping out of the attic down into their apartment. She literally turns the TV on mute. She's watching some of the television. Then she gets
1: into their fridge. It's just horrifying. This is is true terror.
0: (laughs) And then she like the worst part is she goes to the restroom in the sink.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like that's not even like just go. I don't know.
0: Yeah, but she doesn't want to flush because then she'll wake him up.
1: Right, yeah, I know, but
0: Yeah. So and at one point in the video that I saw, and there's there's dozens of these videos, like this is this happens in big cities not regularly, but it does happen. Um at one point the bedroom light turns on because one of them wakes up and the woman just kind of watches them and then gets back and goes to her little her little hidey hole oh, that's weird tell me that's not the craziest thing like oh. <laughs> so yeah a celebrity could totally have someone live there or not I think that's actually the plot of Parasite
1: The Korean film? Yeah. I never, I haven't watched it. I really do want to, though. It, it won Best Picture. It's supposed to be a really incredible movie.
0: Yeah, I was kind of curious what it was about. I kept kind of like, what is this movie about? Kind of a thing. So finally, uh-huh. I just looked it up. And the synopsis I read says, and this has been long enough, I guess. We'll say spoilers, but I'm going to spoil it. Because, I mean, the Oscars were six months ago. Um, so the, the, the premise is that there's like a, so it's a rich family living in this super nice house. Mm -hmm. Well, down in the basement, there's like a former high school gym coach who fakes his death and lives there in their basement and the kids see him occasionally and they think it's a ghost walking through the house because no, he's dead. Yeah. Quote, unquote. Right. Air quotes, dead. But what he's really doing is being a parasite. Mm.
1: Understandable.
0: And I think there's more to the story, but honestly, I don't. I, I didn't read more into it because I was like, well, that's pretty creepy. It's like, well, that's terrifying. We're done here. Yeah. You can make a pretty creepy movie out of that. So I don't think I need much more than that to creep myself out. <laughs> Not because I have a basement or a dead high school coach, but either way, like it would be creepy. Oh, yeah. Terrifying. But yeah, but yeah, the just, wrestling definitely just... has gotten weird just because they're going out there with no fan reaction. And WrestleMania was last weekend. It had been mm-hmm. scheduled to be a huge deal. Rob Gronkowski was going to be there. They were in the Tampa Bay Stadium. They were super
1: excited. Oh man, they could have had Tom Brady had the world not ended. (laughs) Well, for WrestleMania, for for
0: WWE, for a lot of the guys coming to Tampa was like coming home. There's a there's a documentary that's on the WWE Network now that I watched that was kind of interesting. It's called I don't remember what it was called now, but it's about. Most of these guys came up in the old minor league system, not NXT, but the old minor league system, which was mm-hmm. AWC or something like that. Anyway, it was Florida wrestling, like Tampa wrestling. But the WWE was sort of involved with it. They were they were watching tapes every night and getting the information, blah, blah, blah. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, they... So, like, I mean, you're talking about, first of all, all the girls, the four girls, all went through there. Charlotte Flair, um, Bailey, Sasha Banks, and uh, Becky Lynch all went through there. Also, uh, Alexa Bliss came through there, and The Shield, so Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, they all went through there. Bray Wyatt went through there, like... A good portion of the modern WWE roster spent time together in the Florida in the Florida schools. A lot of them went on to NXT, but they started with WWE in the Florida school, and the Florida school was based out of Tampa. Oh, so this is like a huge deal then? Yeah, they were super pumped to be playing this Tampa stadium.
1: And right, because it's like it's like a, it's like a, in retrospect, like think about that.
0: Yeah, for a lot of them, it was a full-circle moment because, like...
1: Playing WrestleMania in the same city I started playing in a tiny school.
0: Yeah, exactly. And This is back when, you know, they're, they're playing high school lockers and, you know, parking lots and all sorts of stuff. The Bella Twins and Natalya cool uh, Nineheart all came through this school. Like, this is where
1: modern WWE went through. They had to play it with no fans. <laughs> yeah. I. This is going to be weird. This is going to be one of those moments in wrestling where it's like, and this WrestleMania is no always here. Yeah. Well, it's got a global cool. pandemic. Well, first of all, just the
0: financial hit on WrestleMania. That is their. Oh, yeah. Big, that is when they pack the football stadiums. WrestleMania is when they. They they would have sold out that Tampa Bay Stadium for WrestleMania. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And instead, they're playing it in the in the performance center. And listen, they love their performance center. It's very nice. It's 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 a beautiful thing. And they did some other stuff too. I don't want to undersell it. They did a bunch of other stuff too. They so like they had a WW they had an Undertaker AJ Styles match that was in. Quote unquote the Boneyard. Um the boneyard. They had a they had a Bray Wyatt match that was in the funhouse. Like they they did other things, but predominantly. It was probably just a net center. loss for
1: them. <laughs> what's that? This is probably just a net yeah. loss for them.
0: Oh, for sure, they're operating at a loss right now. But you know what's weird? Okay, I just thought about this. Okay, so I'm going through the process doing the SBA stuff, the Small Business Administration stuff for my publishing, and then the Captain Joy Savage is going through the process for Nerd Radio. And first of all, it's a huge mess. Please write your congressman. It's a train wreck. It's... The whole process has been incredibly frustrating. I'm not even getting into the politics of the Democrats and Republicans fighting about adding in more money because right now we're still waiting on getting the injections of the first set of money. So, like... I'm trying to figure out where the first 10 billion went before I'm even willing to sit down and, you know, like it's just a mess. Mm -hmm. I'm in the Reddit threads. No one's getting any money. It's, it's a train wreck. Um, but uh, for a second, I thought I lost my train of thought, but so the WWE, technically the wrestlers are all ten ninety nines. Okay. They're responsible for their own insurance. They're responsible for their own, uh, you know, Travel and everything else, blah, blah, blah. So, it's really messed up. It's, it is. Uh, John Oliver did a thing about it one time, uh, talking about how WWE takes complete advantage of it. Also, Linda McMahon, when Trump was elected, became the head of the Small Business Administration. Uh, now, she's no longer the head of it, but she was the original head of the Small Business Administration. Um, WWE probably qualifies for an SBA loan because of the number of genuine employees is probably less than
1: 500. Yeah, if everyone you everyone you hire is a contract worker.
0: Yeah, so probably the only people who technically who
1: really work for WWE is
0: probably the like the writers room, the bookers, the travelers and all that kind of type stuff. So you're talking about probably 160
1: people. I mean, even if you're going to be like, they probably hit the, at least the maximum, but like, Adam, like, that's a, that's a generous estimation of how many employees they have. Yeah, for sure it is. Like, no, you don't need more people than like, you know, like 200 people, but, you know, even if you want to like double that number, they're still underneath that requirement. Yeah, they're still requirement. under the, under the 500.
0: How would... How would you feel if you found out the WWE qualified as a small business?
1: Like five hundred employees. like yeah, like I like it's super obnoxious because it's this multi-million dollar industry.
0: Well, yeah, considering they're the top billion dollars, and it's all through the through the development of WWE and owning the stock in it. It's a weird thought, right? It's a
1: bit strange.
0: That literally just hit me because I was like, yeah, they're probably tracking their losses and they're going to go through like an insurance claim or something, blah, blah, blah. Or they're going to go through a small business loan.
1: They're like, you know, we can get small business loan because you know what we are? Small business.
0: They qualify. American dream, baby. Like at least in the size of they qualify.
1: Right. Which is
0: kind of a frustrating thought because it, it means probably knowing how awesome capitalism is in America, they probably are taking advantage of it. Oh yeah. (laughs)
1: Loopholes.
0: All right, well, we're going to jump out and take a break right here. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. Is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, I'm going to tell you guys about my friends, The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. Located right there on 1488 in Conroe. Right now they're not open, but the Facebook page is active. They are still working every day to keep to keep their inventory going. They're building a website. They, they're working on some events behind the scenes that they can hopefully still put together. Even maybe some, some internet-based things that they're working on. Uh, but they're they want to stay connected with the community. They want to stay connected with you guys, and they want to keep serving the community in any way they can during these trying times so reach out to facebook.com backslash uh, i believe it's the adventure begins if not just check the search bar the adventure begins comics games and more we often link to them so you can see them on our page just reach out and if you can support them at all go ahead and do so uh, as everybody kind of goes through this great pandemic opportunity Uh, thanks and be safe guys
1: Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug
0: Radio. Hey, Conroe, welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always on the Facebook page, there's stuff going on. We got cosplayers of the week and all that happening. Uh, So make sure you're checking it out and enjoying yourself. There's a big, every day there's a posting of some more pictures. You can take a look and see, and who knows? Maybe it'll be someone you know that's up there. And then with me as usual is little brother Nico. Yes, me. Woo! Yeah, little brother Nico! Yeah! Woo! 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 Yeah! Take your shirt off. Woo! <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. The girl's gone wild got a hold of me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um so we're we're hanging out here on this coronavirus Friday, and I think I think we're finally at the point where it's time to have a conversation. Uh, that I've kind of been putting off because I, I just I have mixed feelings about this overall, but it's newsworthy. Uh, It's in it, so it's time to talk about it. Um, So Todd McFarlane, creator of Spawn, one of the seven who founded Image Comics. He is uh, a prolific figure, an important part of comic book history. There's no doubt about the fact that he is a very big deal in comic books. Um, They're coming up on the 25th anniversary of the first action figure. Okay. Uh, 1995, he released the very first Spawn action figure, which he won. Up... So, not only did Todd. So, Todd McFarlane actually diversified his portfolio. He used his image fame for good in the sense that he also could do action things. figures and all sorts of other stuff. So, he's had these other lines of toys that are other lines and other projects that have been successful other than just comic books. Um, although it does beg the question why we never had like a line of invincible action figures. Like, how do we never have that? But, uh, anyway, get on it. It just seems odd. Like Robert Kirkman revitalized image. Like he's the guy who brought image back. Uh, they made him a founding partner in honor of it. Like, I think there's only nine partners in all of image and he's one of them. Uh, So it's the original seven and then him and one other person. Wow. And yet somehow no invincible action figures. Anyway, um, so it's the 25th anniversary of the first spawn action figure. And I think everybody owned one of these back in the day. Like It was just one of those things that you had. And... You know, if you were cool. All the cool kids were doing it. Um, And these were like 18, 19 bucks at a Walmart. Like, these were expensive toys. Um, but what he's doing is he's doing a re-release. He's 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 modernizing the classic. So, there's three levels. There's classic. There's modern Spawn with an Al Simmons head. Al Simmons obviously being the identity of Spawn. And then there's what they're calling an artist proof Spawn, which is a black and white uncolored one. And that one has, like, a scary screaming goblin monster head on it. Um, and so the three options are you can buy one of them or you can get the three-pack.
1: Okay. So your options are one of them or all of them. Correct, correct.
0: And I think there's probably... Eh, eh. um.
1: There's someone who cares.
0: Well, well, okay. Alright. Um, before we get into it, read more about the campaign. I'll tell you the different levels for sure. Uh, oh, the original version was only 5 inches. The new one will be 7. Um, he talks about like all the like, it went all out with the video. He could have just posted like an ad for this and people would have done it, but he went all out on his little Bitch page. Okay, so there's a total of five heads Classic Spawn, Modern Spawn, which is like a rotten skeleton head stitched together, or the Al Simmons head, or the Screaming Black White head, or the Black White Modern one. The Al Simmons and the Screaming are only in the three pack. Uh, I see.
1: Some exclusivity. Exclusivity.
0: Um, figures will be shipped anywhere in the world, but all backers are responsible for shipping. All shipping costs are estimated. So he's going to go back and get you for shipping.
1: Which I mean... Yeah.
0: Okay, so 40 bucks would get you either Classic Spawn, Modern Spawn, or Artist Proof Spawn. 80 bucks gets you Autographed Classic. 80 bucks gets you autographed modern. 80 bucks gets you autographed artist proof. 160 gets you the three pack. Ooh. Got, got a little pricey there, huh? Yeah. Okay, so Mr. McFarlane was asking for $100,000 of your money. How it launched yesterday. How many people do you think? Or launched Wednesday, I think. Yeah, Wednesday. How many people? How much money do you think it has right now?
1: He's asking for a hundred k. I don't know, like three hundred k, maybe.
0: Okay, so you feel like it's it, it it financed already, just in a day or two. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So the actual number is. It has reached $969,828. Whew.
1: But here's All right. Where... Well, three times what I guessed.
0: Yeah. So here's where I have the issue with Kickstarter. There. How many backers do you think it
1: has? No, I don't know. If what? 160 for the three pack? Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. I don't know. Only
0: 7,622 backers.
1: 7,000? For 900K? Yes. Oh, dogs. Oh, that's 900 million. That's a little bit too many people. So, I mean, what's 7 times 160? Uh, I mean like that's that's if everyone donated about a hundred and twenty dollars. So I mean that's not really that wild. Is it? I mean no, because I mean you gotta well, think of a lot of these okay. Yeah. Right. Like a lot of these a lot of these people are gonna be are interested and they're gonna go like Well I might as well get the three pack so I don't miss out on anything. Like anything physical. And then obviously there's the people who are like super fans and want, well, like, give me the most expensive thing you got.
0: Yeah, that's fair. So here's my problem with Kickstarter. Uh, while it is an interesting project, a lot of projects, a lot of people, people will spend money on it. For example, mm. this one, the average backing is $120. However,. Um, only seven thousand people backing it. Like people talk about Kickstarter as an option to kind of "quote unquote" bring back comic books. Um, mm-hmm. Todd McFarlane only had seventy five hundred people support his project.
1: Yeah, but you know you could be a fan of Todd McFarlane, but I think this also. I think it's a little bit of like a like a false positive when you're talking about it because it's like now you have to talk about people who care especially about Spawn action figures that you know are gonna gonna spend money on it and aren't really affected that heavily by the the times that we live in like it's it's really niching your market out like. There's 7,500 there 7, people that are willing to do that for Todd. Because it's not like this is a product on the shelf that people are buying.
0: Uh, I guess I'm not seeing what you're saying is the difference.
1: Like, this isn't like a full release product that you could just go to Walmart and buy. Like, this is a whole project that you have to support. And then you know, there's people who are, are fans of Todd McFarlane that are like, I don't really care about Spawn action figures, so I'm just not going to support this. And you know, if the minimum tiers, you know, pretty expensive. It's not like this is something you can just throw leisurely into the wind. Like these people are dedicated enough to buy this, is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, maybe. But when you look through comic books in general on Kickstarter, there's not another Mm -hmm. one that even breaks a thousand.
1: Like a thousand backers.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, does it have to if it's like an individual person?
0: Well, okay, here's an example. This is a Last Ride of the Four Horsemen. The Steampunk Apocalypse is now pretty good looking art. 247 percent funded 112 backers yeah it's just incredibly limiting i suppose is what i'm saying like there's no this isn't the way to build a fan base
1: no, I don't I don't think I don't think it's a way to build a fan base. What I think it is is a way to to like prove one. To prove one? Yeah, like I have a dedicated enough following that I can put something up on Kickstarter. It'll get funded, everyone will get their stuff and then my fans are happy. And I'm yeah, sure like I don't It's much easier if you do it a second time
0: well there's not, a lot of these are third fourth and fifth times
1: you know right
0: i don't know i feel like
1: it's not enough to
0: i think it's I enough
1: for maybe like the couple people that are running it like it's it's not like they're putting in like these huge productions and you know it's one thing to have like we're going to make a video game so the thing is, I'm just going to make a comic book. Like, you have way more experience with that than I do. Yeah,
0: but... comic books should sell a couple thousand at a minimum. So the idea that you make a project and it has 300 backers. Okay, here's one. Uh, Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose. Uh, it's a 20th anniversary celebration trade paperback of the first five issues. Art and Story by Jim Balance. So this is, a, this is an old school talent. Of comic books, this is an old character of his three hundred and eighty percent funded three hundred and ninety seven backers
1: each of their backers is a percent <laughs> i just i don't think i don't really like, i also I also think that it's really not. I don't think Kickstarter is really like a marketplace.
0: That's my feeling. Is I don't think this is where something.
1: I it's think not this where you're going to sell and projects. Can, can come like. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's more of like a proven ground before you take something to like a marketplace. Like, I can get my book funded because of the support of people that care about what I do. And then you're like, oh, then you can like, you know, once you're making enough and you can put together a really nice project and you can try and sell it, like, like genuinely sell it, like outside of a crowdfunding. And look, if all you do is crowdfund comic books and make them, you know what? That's your, that's what you do.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree with that, uh, with that. you know this, i don't know i feel i just i feel like you always see people act like this is the like this is the opportunity like oh we'll just go to kickstarter and if it makes it there you know like but i don't know i don't know the
1: numbers aren't there you know what i mean right well i mean it's you get to you get to see exactly how many people are buying your book Like, you get to see an exact number of, like, these are direct sales, and you get to look at them, like, each individual person pitched in for this.
0: Yeah, I suppose. Maybe this is how you build, like, the start of a fan base, but I just don't see that this is all that, I don't know. I don't think think the fan base is there to support the bigger projects.
1: A lot of times, this is where people start making stuff and then move on to other things.
0: Yes, except what, I, what I'm pointing out, though, I'm not talking about that. You're right. Yes, that is how it's been used traditionally. But what they're saying is okay, so Diamond's not shipping anymore. Right? So uh. people are trying to figure out other means, like to make comic books, like, oh, how do we do this? And other people are suggesting crowdfunding. And I'm saying, like,
1: 200 people crowdfund a comic book. Right, but those are, those are real sales of a book that someone wanted to back, is what I'm saying. Because I feel like there's a lot of times where, like, a book will get made, but, like, it'll have sales, but, like, how many of these are sitting in, in shops not being sold? Know, really- how many people actually own this book?
0: Yeah, but for the most part, that's got to be a low number. Otherwise, those books don't make it past issue three or four. Like, the shop right. stop ordering.
1: Right, and the shops stop ordering, and then the the book falls apart. But if you're selling each issue, you know, as you make it, as a creator, you know, if you're a good enough writer, people will come. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. I hope so, but I don't know that that's true. I think marketing is a big part of stuff. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. You know, if you have, if you, if you build up a lot of humdrum on the internet and people just put eyeballs on it. You know, that's how I feel. A lot of the the comic people, the individual people, made their thing either they're a name somewhere, or somebody talked about them, or someone mentioned them one place, and now they have they just got viewers, and then they eventually stayed, and then they made a book, and now they're here <laughs> on <laughs> the and Kickstarter, they,
0: and then they made a book, Muzzletoes, <laughs>
1: easy. <laughs> Like I'm sure, I'm sure that there's other things involved, obviously. But you know, could you could you funded your book through Kickstarter? Is it an avenue that you maybe thought of? Me personally, I never considered it. Just I don't. I feel
0: like Kickstarter is like a vanity place. Like to me, they almost almost were like old talents can go to cater to their fan bases. Like I think we use Kickstarter backwards.
1: Well, I mean that's what it. That's what some of the old projects were for sure.
0: Yeah, and that makes sense. Like Tom McFarlane coming here to sell his new action figure, it kind of makes sense. It's a specialty thing. He's a he's a big name. This kind of creates like a guaranteed project for him. Um. Uh, by the way, he's he's gonna make a killing. I mean, there's no way he's not gonna make a killing off of this.
1: Well, what happens is a lot of times that these Kickstarters, that uh, happen, and then a ton of people bite off way more than they can chew and then they're stuck. But I doubt he'll yeah. have that problem. No, I mean, considering
0: action figures are kind of his thing, I think he'll be okay. Yeah. But, he absolutely is gonna just make a killing off of this. Um, I mean... If he wanted a hundred grand in sales, and he got nine hundred grand in sales, on its way to a million, it actually went up while we were talking about it. Um, yeah, I think he's gonna be okay. <laughs> He'll be fine. He'll be fine. But I think that's the way Kickstarter's been to be used, like a celebration of the old dude.
1: Eh. I think it's a really narrow way of looking at it well listen I, think it's... I'd
0: list it. I know you're a big fan because video games have been made on there and that's not i'm not pooping on kickstarter overall i'm saying it doesn't work for comic books
1: but it clearly does
0: well no it, you know it doesn't because like there's not a lot of products that come from kickstarter that's the thing like if you're on kickstarter you kind of stay on kickstarter you don't a lot of guys don't transition over. They're not like from Kickstarter fame,
1: right? And I think that just comes from you don't build you don't build fans on Kickstarter. I think that's right. true.
0: And I think that's the point. I think that's more the point is that comic books are supposed to grow. You know, like you're supposed to be doing a good job and having consistency and picking readers up as you go. If you're a new guy, if you're a big guy, what happens is you. You pop and then you shrink down to your actual audience. Mm-hmm. But if you're a new guy, you're supposed to grow, and there's not a lot of growth that's possible on a Kickstarter.
1: No, I think it's fair.
0: So, so I got you back on the team now, huh?
1: Well, I mean, like, I think there's just two different ways to look at it. Like, I think, yeah, there's not really a whole lot of growth on Kickstarter. But I also think that there's, you know, there's a lot of success to be had on it. There's a lot of personal success. Maybe not, like, these aren't, these aren't the big fish in the comic industry, but they are comic professionals, you know, making their headway on a platform.
0: Yeah, yes. I'm just not sure how many 200, 200 copy releases you can do and then go, yeah, I made it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, like, but, I mean, you if you're doing what you like and this is paying the copies. bills...
0: I don't know. I feel like you. I feel like there's there's more to it. You want people to see it. I'm sure.
1: Like, I'm sure that this isn't you know the finest luxury, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm sure people are happy with what they're doing on there. What I mean? mean, hey, if it's three hundred percent funded, then they 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 sure as heck are glad that they did it.
0: And then some of them still never put their books out.
1: Did you hear about uh, old Ethan
0: Van Skyver again? Is he still going to put out Cyberfrog 2 or whatever? Oh, it finally did come out. Well, a lot of people say they didn't get their copy. And he doesn't really care. Like, he blocks them when they say that. So Good for him. Right. He released a commemorative coin.
1: It's kind of random.
0: It really is. And on it, it's, it was supposed to be like, permanent and banged in there like Cyberfrog, right it was a commemorative cyber coin he did like a hundred thousand in sales or something stupid like that and uh, someone got one of the coins and it turns out it's a sticker that's on the coin
1: you got him chief
0: so after a little huffing and puffing he's decided to issue refunds to everyone
1: you got him chief so you, that's the that's kind of dumb thing where you find out they're like oh minting's expensive.
0: Yeah, you gotta wonder who quoted him that. Like you gotta wonder who came to him and was like, yeah, yeah, we can totally do a quarter. Plus, who who the heck wants us wants a? I don't I don't want a commemorative quarter of any
1: kind. Something Jerry from <laughs> Rick and Morty. The quarters with the R2-D2s on them?
0: Yeah, like, what are you supposed to do with those?
1: Yeah, you can't spend them. I'm just going to yeah. sit in a box.
0: You gotta hold on I to mean, that's any, that's
1: any collecting, but, like, whatever. It's
0: especially those. I'm going to make collecting uh, and a
1: currency. I'm going to merge them. Except it's not a real currency. It's just, it's commemorative. It's not like it's like a U.S. quarter that happens to have Cyberfrog on it.
0: I actually don't. I think it is an actual U.S. quarter that has the Cyberfrog sticker on it. Because it's, it's, it's not minted. It's not like pressed into the coin.
1: No, what I'm saying, like, it's it's not like it was going to be. It's not like the R2-D2s. Right, that like, right. Even in the worst case, like everything is falling apart, you can still spend your, your R2-D2 quarters. Right.
0: Yeah. You can't do that. can't do that with the cyber frog. Right. At the end of the day, it's, it's always at least going to be worth 25 cents. <laughs> right. At a bare minimum, it has a face value. Yeah. I. Uh... <laughs> it's guys like him that make me think Kickstarter isn't a viable... Place to 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 be like a, because you're just gonna wind up looking like a, a huckster or charlatan at some point,
1: right? And I mean, there's always gonna be the people that are just gonna ruin it for everyone.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And so, like, yeah, I'd rather just not be associated with people like that. <laughs> I guess that's fair. But that's again, that's that's a, that's the same thing with something like I don't know, like eBay or something. It's like account could like kamikaze their account sell a bunch of fake stuff take all their money out of their paypal and then leave and then paypal explodes and then ebay's like whoops sorry about that one chief <laughs> like Man, just because there's is. bad people on the internet doesn't mean the whole industry is bad but i see what you mean
0: yeah internet can really be a dicey place sometimes
1: It's one of those times where you're just like man what what do we do now?
0: And like people put their trust and faith in it and then every once in a while yeah you're right you bump into somebody who's just like I
1: believe in the projects that have good intentions can turn out oh god drop my phone uh, can turn out kind of bad oh yeah you. For sure,
0: they might have meant well, but now nothing.
1: That happened with uh, Homestuck. They had a uh, they raised like two million dollars for a video game they were gonna make, and then they got like robbed blind. Somebody robbed then, them. Well, so they so like they hired a they hired a, a studio to help them make it because obviously the, the creator was just a writer. And uh, the studio, like, I think worked on it for, like, a year and, like, had, like, nothing. Basically, it was just a sham, and they stole a bunch of money from them. Holy smokes. So then they were, like, then they just, like, dipped and, like, gave them, like, two animations that, like, weren't even good. And then the creator had to go back and be like, sorry, guys, they just stole basically all the money that you gave us. Holy crap. Yeah. Like, it was bad. <laughs> Holy
0: crap, that would suck.
1: Yeah, it was, like, one of the most exciting projects on Kickstarter when it came out, and then, like... It finally came out, like, I think last year, and it got funded, like, five or six years ago.
0: That's insane. But video games can take a long time just on their own anyway.
1: Yeah, but, like, the, the project is nothing, like, originally intended, because... Yeah, cause they, they had, basically they had money. Yeah, they had. They basically, they basically lost everything. Had to start over, and they didn't. I don't think they even ran a new campaign. They were just like, "We're just done," because people had already given so much money to them. And I don't even know about what happened with like all like the backing tiers and all that stuff, all the bonus stuff that they were supposed to get. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah.
0: All right, guys, before we get out of here today, I do want to make sure we mention Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. Um, obviously, there's just, you know, there's nothing, there's not a lot going on physically in the store. They're closed right now because of the coronavirus. However, if you go to their Facebook page, they're listing a lot of events and things going on. Things, uh, I think there's a Magic the Gathering event this evening. Um, they're also setting up stuff for Discord servers, they're setting up stuff for Dungeons and Dragons, for other things so just make sure you go out there and support The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more Um, you know they're a big part of the community and they want to stay a part of the community and right now even though that's not asking for your money, it is asking for your time and frankly, we're all going a little stir crazy so we all have a little time to give Um, in the meantime on behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself um, same nerd thug time, same nerd thug channel later Conroe This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. I'm going to tell you guys about my friends The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Located right there on 1488 in Conroe. Right now they're not open, but the Facebook page is active. They are still working every day to keep to keep their inventory going. They're building a website. They, they're working on some events behind the scenes that they can hopefully still put together, even maybe some, some internet-based things that they're working on. Uh, but they're, they want to stay connected with the community. They want to stay connected with you guys, and they want to keep serving the community in any way they can during these trying times. So reach out to facebook.com backslash uh, – I believe it's The Adventure Begins. If not, just check the search bar, The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. We often link to them so you can see them on our page. Just reach out, and if you can support them at all, go ahead and do so uh, as everybody kind of goes through this great pandemic opportunity. Uh, thanks and be safe, guys. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Ola wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio.